day, a day, a Kayabe for him. A Kayabe a day, a Kayabe Kasenamie, Sanyawa, Radia, Wokaya, Woda, Sanyawa, Radia, Wokaya, a Kayabe a day.
body, give it up unto this God, this great God. Give it up, 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 give it up. Bless him, bless him, bless him, bless him. Glorify him. He is Lord, he is King. He died that we will live. It is for his reason that was we are here. Hallelujah.
Shalom, 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 shalom. Shalom night, people of God. Shalom night, everybody. Please, I believe you are all doing well. Glory to Jesus. By the special grace of God, myself and my family, we are doing well. Hallelujah. It's been a long time. And I've missed all of you here. Hallelujah. Wow. We give God praise. We give God praise. We give God praise. And God bless you. God bless you. I hope everything is fine. The Lord bless you all in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. It's time to fire prayer. And the Lord is going to grant us the strength tonight. Even to fire prayer. And the place of destiny that God has prepared for you. Definitely you will surely lay hold of that. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, Afari, Michael, I've missed you too. I hope everybody is fine in the house. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, one thing I want all of us to understand before we fire prayer is this. Nine times like this is for warfare. Hallelujah. And whether you like it or yes, there is a certain kind of ambushment against your destiny. Whether you feel good physically or not. You know, sometimes we try to think that because we are feeling okay, everything is also fine with us in the spirit realm. And this is one of the greatest deception ever that has ever come upon believers. They think that when they have money and that they feel good and everything seems to be okay around them, they think they are fine spiritually. And you see, sometimes when the enemy wants to hit a man so hard, that you will find it very difficult to recover. You will release a certain kind of influence around the man in such a way that the atmosphere around the man will look so good to be true that it will 
infringe with the man's spiritual activity. Are you following? So things begin to move for you. And most of the time, that is what we call breakthrough. But we do not understand some of the schemes of the enemy. So Paul said, we are not ignorant of his devices. That means that the devil has devices, not one device. He has plenty devices. And one of his devices is that he will stop you from praying by causing your physical, external environment to look so good and for you to feel good. And when you begin to feel good, you come to a point of conclusion that everything is fine. Now hear me. Whenever a man believes that he's fine, when things are going well, per his understanding, most of the times the enemy has set a certain ambushment ahead of the man that he wants to drain you of all your spiritual capabilities. He wants you to lose touch of all the weapons of the spirit so that when he attacks so hard, you will not even know where you dropped your last spiritual weapon. You know, weapons that we have not you know, taken for action for a long time, most of the times we don't even know where we have put them. So if you don't, if you have not used the weapon for a long time, you even forget the place where you kept it. And it is in this period that the enemy attacks. So that even for you to take the weapon to fight him back, it can take you days. And within those days, what he would want to destroy, he would have destroyed it. But God punished the devil. Thank God for understanding. Thank God for the light of his knowledge. Thank God for his empowerment that he has released upon us. And tonight by the power of the Holy Ghost, I speak over your destiny. May you always be alert spiritually to stand against the wiles of the enemy in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. That is why at all times we put on the armor of God. Whether the battle is before you or it is not yet close to you, at every point in time, we are we, we put on the armor, the full armor of God, so that you will be able to stop the wiles of the enemy because the enemy is always attacking from different angles. Now, you see, some of the attacks of the enemy and some of his devices are very difficult to notice. Are you following? They are very difficult to notice. You see, the problem with many believers is that, you see, this devil, he will not come holding machete to cut your hair. You will not see it that way. Meanwhile, he wants to terminate your life. He came to do only three things. The Bible said, For the thief cometh not except to, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. These are the only three things that the devil came to do. To steal, to kill, there is killing inside, but you will never see this guy holding machete to cut your head. The first mission of the devil is to steal. 
Now listen, we are not amplifying the works of the devil. I just want you to know his devices. So Paul said, we are not ignorant of his devices. Let Satan get advantage. So you see, the reason why the devil is having a lot of advantageous you know, points in our lives is because we do not know his devices. Some of the devices of the enemy are very difficult to detect because it comes in the in the dimension of stealing. You know, when the devil is coming after a man's life, the Bible actually calls his entire name a thief. He is a thief. And the Bible said he cometh not except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So the work of the devil is first to steal. And we all know how thieves come to steal. They do not come as thieves. Are you following? So they come whilst men are asleep. So the moment where you are not aware of yourself, that is the period that the thief will come to steal. That is why I said, this area of the devil is quite difficult to detect because you the one that is the detective you will be asleep and when we say a man is asleep it is not only physical sleeping because there are moments where somebody can say something against you when you hear that you might sense within yourself to react according to your emotions but the Holy Ghost might be prompting you not to speak. If you go ahead to speak after the promptings of the Holy Ghost, you have touched a certain button that will allow the thief enter into your life to steal something without your awareness. Now, that is a spiritual state of sleeping. Are you following? So physically... You have not slept, but because of certain things you did, it looked like you were asleep. Because most of the times, when God tells us not to do something and we do it, we end up opening certain dimension of our secret for the enemy to know and to also take something from that realm. But tonight, the Lord will grant us grace. He will release an empowerment upon us. He will fill our eyes with light so that when the devil is trying to attack our lives, we will pick the signals and then his empowerment on us will destroy the workings of the enemy. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I prophesy tonight by reason of the light of God's knowledge on our lives. The enemy will never have any advantage over your destiny. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Now hear me. Let me say this last thing then we pray. An angel appeared to me some time ago and he told me something. In fact, he was releasing more light on what the book of Hosea 4, 6 said. That my people perish for the lack of knowledge. 
for the lack of knowledge. Sometimes, in fact, when the angel came, he, he, he began to teach me some things. But he even left and still, I was struggling with the understanding. How come? The blood of Jesus has disconnected us from every form of case. And still, people are going through cases in their families. How? What, what is the spiritual dynamics behind these things? How come the death and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ has given us an upper hand over the devil? But still, we see some traces of his handiworks against our lives. Still, it looks like we keep losing precious things that God gave to us. Meanwhile, this devil, the Bible said he has already been conquered. So what at all is going on? Hallelujah. The issue is just one. We lack knowledge. We lack knowledge. Now you see, I've been saying it here. Knowledge is not just information. So there's somebody telling you that, oh, the devil has already been conquered and you say, amen. That's not mean you, you have an upper hand over him. That's not what the Bible is saying. Because many of us know that oh, we know. If I we knew this 10 years ago, 15 years ago, that Satan was defeated on the cross, yet still, he's attacking our destiny. So what don't we know about the defeat of the devil that is still allowing him to attack our lives like that? What don't we know? The problem is the knowledge. We just have the information that the guy has been defeated. We have the information, but it has not yet become light on our path. It has not yet become light on our path. Hallelujah. You see, and this is the reason why if you want an information from the Bible to become knowledge in your heart, I've been telling you that when you enter into the realms of the heavenlies, knowledge is light. Understanding is light. Wisdom is light. They all shine according to different beauty and frequency but the highest of them all is wisdom but each and every one of them gives you a certain strength to overcome the enemy now the bible said for the lack of knowledge the people of God perish I want you to know this. There is no witch in your mother's house that is stronger than the works that the Lord Jesus has already done for you. 
there is no demon, there is no God stronger than the workings that the Lord Jesus has already worked for you. That is why even your sins, even the sins that you are committing now, there is no way it can outweigh what Jesus did. That is the reason why you confessing your sins to God does not give you forgiveness necessarily. Your forgiveness comes from the works that the Lord Jesus has done. And you know what the Bible said? He did that work once and for all. Your forgiveness, your confession is actually for your own conscience, which in a way helps your faith in Christ. We have not yet come to the point of understanding what Jesus did. And that is the reason why we suffer some of the things we are, we are suffering from right now. And listen, these things I'm talking to you about, you don't know them because your pastor preached them. Are you following? And that is the reason why Hearing a message does not mean you have built faith. Because if you want to build faith, there must be another hearing. That is what the Bible says. Faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. The two dimensions in the, in the, in the hearing. If you hear for the first time, you have been informed. But the second dimension of hearing is where knowledge comes forth. And that is where faith is built. Hallelujah. So you see, most of us are aware, we are aware that witches are very tiny. Even when you go to the the ranks in the kingdom of darkness, which is a tiny, very small. But they are the same people too disturbing our academic life. The same people frustrating our marital destiny. So what at all? What is wrong? What is going on? There is a lack of knowledge. I'm telling you, lack of knowledge. I'm telling you. And you see, when you begin to tell believers about some of these things, they just don't understand. But the Lord will help us. This night, I want us to lift our voices in prayer. And our prayer is this. By the light of God's knowledge, we destroy every work of the enemy against us. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. See, Bishop Dr. David Oedipo once said he was, he was swimming in the pool of poverty. Poverty was shaping him here and there. The one time he was studying the book of one man of God by name Kenneth Copeland and there was a certain way that the man said that entered into his spirit. He said he read it again. It entered, he read it again. 
it entered. He kept reading just one statement, and the thing hit him so hard. At the moment the thing hit him, he got up from his chair. He said, I will never be poor in my life. I will never be poor in my life. You see, let me tell you, let me tell you this. There is a certain knowledge you need. That You see, that is what Jesus said. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. There is a certain freedom. It is not prayer that brings it. There is a certain freedom. It is the knowledge of the truth that gives you that freedom. And the knowledge of the truth is not the information about the truth. No. Are you following? It is not the information about the truth. We are talking about an experiential dimension of knowledge. Where you begin to spend time with the Lord in prayer. And he starts unlocking certain wells within your spirit. You see, the moment where you can read a certain verse of scripture, it can take like six months before the light of that verse is unlocked in your spirit. You have read that scripture, but one time whilst you are in prayer, all of a sudden, the light of that verse will shine and immediately you know ah something has entered into my spirit now the moment that thing enters into your spirit light has come now that light is knowledge and it is that light we use to overcome the specific attack that came into your life when you lack that knowledge because any dimension of your destiny that you lack the true light of God's knowledge about, there is darkness. And any place where there is darkness, the enemy will work there. Because he's a worker in darkness. Now, another word for darkness is ignorance. If you don't know anything, you are dark. Or the thing is dark to you. And whenever something is dark to you, the enemy can work through that darkness. To affect your life. Hallelujah. So listen to me. Now the issue is not Satan. The issue is not the devil. The issue is the believers who have despised knowledge. God knew that Satan was there. But he said it is only lack of knowledge that will let his people perish. He knew that the devil was there. And in fact, God knows that the devil has some powers. He knows. Luke 10, 19, Jesus said, Behold, I give you power to trample over serpents and scorpions and upon all the powers of the enemy. So the enemy, he has some powers. But all these powers of the enemy can be made manifest in an ignorant man. Are you following? So it doesn't matter what the enemy will push against you. Listen to me carefully. 
there is always a certain knowledge you need concerning that issue you are going through that will solve it once and for all. Sometimes the way to that knowledge is not an easy task. So whenever the enemy sees that a man needs this kind of knowledge to destroy my works against him, he will set boundaries. He will set blockades to prevent the man from knowing that thing which he ought to know. Because once, I wish I can tell you something. You see, this guy called the devil, in fact, all the powers he's using is the power that God gave him. Even that one, he lost about 99.9% of all the powers that God gave him. The only power that he now has is the ability to deceive. But the thing is, when he is walking about and he sees ignorant men, he uses the power God has originally deposited in those men against the men. That is why when you see any human being who has partnered with the devil is the most ignorant person ever. When you see a witch, the enemy is using the power God has placed in that witch as a normal human being to fight the witch's own life and the lives of others. Are you getting it? So I can boldly tell you, most of the powers that this guy has, he got it from human beings. If you like him, let us, you see, those of you who have a little bit of understanding about demonology and those kind of things, you will understand that there are some demons, if they don't get ritual blood from certain people, they cannot function again. There's a demon in the kingdom of darkness by name Moloch. And that demon, when you see Moloch in the spirit, Moloch is like a beast that looks like a bull with blood all over its body. And what Moloch loves best is the blood of babies. Are you following? Now, when Mulok is not fed with the blood of these babies, it looks like an empty thing. As scary as Mulok looks without the blood of babies, he looks empty and powerless. So definitely he will need somebody who will keep sacrificing the blood of babies to him. When he loses that person, he becomes powerless.
following? May the Lord help us and grant us divine grace in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I want us to lift our voices in prayer. And there is your prayer that the hand of the Lord that sponsors divine knowledge should come upon you in the name of Jesus. And as this hand that sponsors divine knowledge is coming upon your head, May God fill you with light that would displace every form of darkness in your life. When there is no darkness in your life, the enemy cannot work because he hates light. And whenever he comes into light, he is exposed. So he doesn't want his works to be exposed. So he is always looking for a place where there is darkness. Now that darkness is known as ignorance. That is why Paul said, we are not ignorant of his devices. Because while there is ignorance in your life, he has an advantage. You want to lift your voice in prayer. By the power of the Holy Ghost. As we lift up our voices in prayer. Mighty God. Fill us with the light of knowledge. Fill us with the light of the knowledge of truth. So that the projections and the workings of the enemy in our lives will be destroyed. There are some of you listening to me. It looks like the enemy is continually having an upper hand over your marriage. And it is all because the light of knowledge you need in your marriage, you do not have it. It looks like the enemy is having an upper hand over your childbirth and the whole problem is this the knowledge you need even concerning your childbirth is what you lack but tonight as we lift up our voices in prayer as the Lord is filling us with the knowledge of even of his truth we declare in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus any assignment of the enemy even against our lives by the power of God's light let that assignment be aborted in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus there is your prayer my Lord and my God as I lift up my voice and clap my hands in prayer any predicament I am going through oh Lord grant me the knowledge of truth about that issue and destroy the works of the enemy against my destiny in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus lift up your voice and fire prayer you can call in and join us in prayer right now shake up on telegraphy Ayapan 
for that person right now in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus I saw the Lord showed me a certain hair that was in a white cloth it looked to me in my vision that there was a white cloth that was spread on the ground and there was this hair like wig and the Lord told me that there is somebody who has bought wig not long ago, but since you started using it, you have been feeling this pain in your head. I'm praying for you. And after that prayer, please go and give the wig. Just go dash it to somebody. Hmm? Dash it to somebody else. Forget about how expensive it was, but it's for your own good. Put your right hand on your head for me, please. Let me pray for you. But, Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for this revelation. I ask in the name of the Lord Jesus that your angels will minister healing to your daughter's head right now. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, that mission that they were trying to fulfill, even through this week, I terminated by the power of the Holy Ghost and I declare 
that your daughter is free in Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. It is done. So just go and give it, give it to anybody. Okay? Just give it to anybody. It will not work on the person. But they specifically did the thing in a way to harm your health. But you are free. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Now hear me. What we say this, then we lift a second prayer. You see, this guy called the devil. We should not be afraid of him. Are you following? Just that we should understand how he works. And I've already told you that this guy called the devil, he uses certain few things in our lives to trouble us. And understand that he does not have a place. When he lost his place in heaven, since that day, he has become a vagabond. When we say someone is a vagabond, we are talking of a being that has, does not have a place of stay. You only be a bit. It's called a vagabond. And that is what happened to Cain after he killed Abel. He became a vagabond, moving around. He didn't know where to live. That is what the devil does. So the Bible said in the book of First Peter chapter 5, verse 8, the Bible said, Be sober and vigilant for your adversary, the devil, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. See, the New Living Translation says, Stay alert. Watch out for your for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Be sober, well-balanced, and self-disciplined. Be alert and cautious at all times that the enemy of yours, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, fiercely hungry, Seeking someone to devour. See? First thing you need to take note is that the devil is walking around. He is moving around. Why is he moving around? The word of the Lord told us that he's moving around has a particular assignment in it. Whilst he's moving around, he is seeking are you following? <laughs> he's seeking whom he may devour. And the Bible said he's fiercely angry. So now, this guy, the devil, is walking about and he's looking for somebody to devour. So when he sees somebody, what prompts him to know that, okay, now I found somebody I can devour because it is not every human being the devil can devour. I hope you know that. 
it is not every human being this devil can devour. Meanwhile, he's moving around everybody in this world. That is why the Bible says, if you want to be among those whom the enemy cannot devour, then he's telling you to first stay alert. He said, be well balanced and self-disciplined. And you know, this thing, many Christians don't have it. Many of us are not self-disciplined. Many of us, we are not balanced. We are not well balanced at all. And because of these things, the enemy gets us at all times. Are you listening to me? Now listen. The day he lost his place, he has become a vagabond spirit moving about. He's looking for a place to dwell. Looking for a place because he lost his original place in heaven. And in fact, there is nothing that looks more like a place in heaven where God dwells than man. Because God himself can overlook the heavens and dwell in a man. The Bible even made a statement in the book of Job that the heavens are not pleasant in his sight. Hallelujah. Job chapter 15, verse 15. The Bible says, Behold, he's talking about God. He said, Behold, he put no trust in his sins. Hmm. Yea, the heavens are not clean in his sight. The ISV says, Look, if God doesn't trust his holy ones, if even the heavens are not pure as he looks at them. Hey. This is God who said, Behold, God puts no trust in his holy ones. You know the holy ones? The angels. God does not even trust the angels. The Bible said, Indeed, the heavens are not pure in his sight. So look, God does not even trust the angels. Even the heavens are not absolutely pure. In his sight. So you see, God does not, some of you don't get what is happening here. That is to tell you that the most beautiful place God wants to ever dwell is not really heavy, but man. Are you listening to me? So when the devil lost his place in heaven, he was looking for a better place that is much more better than heaven. And when you saw man and how God wanted to dwell in his fullness in that man, he also desired to have a place in that same man's life. So now the devil is walking about looking for a place in man. That is why without man, even Satan cannot be Satan. following now listen to what the bible said now the devil is looking for a place in a man's life so how will he get a place
the life of a man. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26 and 27. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26 and 27. The Bible says, And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry. Listen to what verse 27 He said, For anger gives a foothold to the devil. What is a foothold? A place. Said, Be angry at sin, at immorality, at injustice, at ungodly behavior. Yet, do not sin. Do not let your anger cause you shame, nor allow it to last until the sun goes down. And do not give the devil an opportunity to lead you into sin by holding a grudge or nurturing anger or harboring resentment or cultivating bitterness. Hmm. The New Living Translation makes it simple. He said, don't sin by letting anger control. That means when anger controls you, you sin. And he said, don't let the sun go down while you are still angry. Verse 27. For anger gives a foothold, a place, an opportunity to the devil. So if the devil is looking for a place in a man's life, one of the easiest ways he will find a place is when men sin. Once you sin, you have exposed a certain area of your life. And once that place is exposed, you take charge. That is why I keep telling you this. There is a young lady that when you look into her destiny, her marriage was so glorious and her whole destiny was hinged on her marriage. She didn't know. She kept fornicating. Now, that fornication that she was engaged in exposed her marital destiny to the realm of darkness. Now, the devil has laid hold on that young lady's marriage. Now, she wants to marry, but she's struggling. Are you following I want you to understand these things, people of God. Anytime we are praying about fighting the enemy and destroying his works and all those kind of things, I try to let all of us understand these things. Because yeah, we can't be praying against the devil's works and we still go back to fornicate. Go, we are we are That's what I want you to understand. Telling the truth, anybody that tells you that you can continue to sin and keep praying and get breakthroughs, that person is not from God. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Because 
there is something that as a Christian, if you continue to sin, there is something that that sin can do to you. That is why even when, and I say this one, even when a man commits fornication, God did not even say that the man has sinned against me. fornication if you're a Christian and some way somehow you are fornicating you know what you have done Paul told us in the book of 1st Corinthians chapter 6 verse 18 Paul told us that you have sinned against your own body you didn't even say God from sexual sin. No other sin so clearly affects the body as this one does. Mm. Mm. No, you see, no other sin so clearly affects, you see, every sin affects the body. But sexual sin affects the body so clearly And it is very fast in its manifestations when it affects the body. He said, no other sin so clearly affects the body as this one does. For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. He did not even say God, your own body. I've seen people who sinned, who committed fornication, and what they are battling with. Forgiveness has already been procured through the blood of Jesus, but still, they are suffering in their bodies. Are you following? May the Lord have mercy. And when we talk about your body, we speak about every manifestation of God in your life. Your health, your wealth, everything. Because even if it is a spiritual thing God wants to give you, definitely it must manifest in the body. Is that not so? So once something affects your body negatively, it means what is already in your spirit and in your soul has been obstructed. It cannot enter into your hands. So you can be rich in your soul, but physically poverty would, would, would trouble your life. 
you see, this matter is not about hell. You see that we have no, Paul did not even make mention of hell here. And he did not even say that you have sinned against God. He said that you have sinned against your own body. And the devil is so smart and he's so cunning to a point that he can't. Hey. Okay? You are able to control your sexual desires and you are able to flee from sexual sin. I'm telling you point blank. You have solved about 70% of your destiny problems. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Because no other sin clearly affects your body. When we speak of your body, we are actually speaking of the manifestations of God's glory. When we read the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, when the Bible, anytime the Bible makes mention of body, what is attached to the body is called glory. following the moment there is a mention of body what is attached is glory because the glory of God which is in this in the very spirit of every human being on earth has an end point That is why even the Christ that is inside of you, you are hoping that one day a certain glory will be made manifest. That's why we say Christ in you, the hope of glory. So the Christ in you is not enough. The glory that is supposed to manifest is what we are hoping for. That is the end. So even though Christ is in you, we still have hope. We are hoping that the Christ in us. So now, the question is, where is the Christ in you? The Christ in you is in your heart. And he must not stay in the heart permanently. He must move from your heart into your soul. Then he will end up in your body. When he ends up in your body, it is called glory. So the Bible said, there are also celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial but the glory of the celestial is one and the glory of the terrestrial is another verse 41 he said there is one glory of the sun and another glory of the moon and another glory of the stars for one star differs from another in glory so you see He's talking about bodies and glories. So anything that affects your body affects your glory. Are you listening to me? And when we speak of your glory, we are actually speaking of the peak of your destiny. The peak 
of your destiny. I've, I told you the other time that as a human being, you have plenty stars that you came to this world with. And all these stars, there is one leading star, the one that leads all the other stars. It, that is the one that is supposed to shine brighter than the rest. And that one is called the glory of your destiny. There are some of us, it is in our prophetic call. Some of you, it is in your marriage. Some of you, so you see, it is actually according to a certain specific area that God has called you to fulfill that destiny. So maybe you might receive a prophetic word that will say that your destiny, the glory of your destiny is in your marriage. Many of us have heard of that several times. Are you following? So that speaks. So your marital star becomes the leading star of your destiny. Child of God. If there is anybody listening to me who has a problem with sexual sins, I'm praying for you today. May the mercies of the Lord locate you. May God empower you to overcome. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. How this thing affects your finance can even shock you. I'm telling you. about destiny. You will not even know your way forward. Sexual immorality can let you choose a woman who will destroy your destiny as a wife. Your eyes are blinded. You can't even see what is ahead. Many people have lost their destinies in strange marriages because of sexual immorality. And Paul said, there is no sin that clearly affects the human body. That is why most of the diseases and the sicknesses that come through sexual contact, they are very difficult to, to heal, very difficult to cure. Some of them crack can even be on you forever if God does not intervene. Hallelujah. I pray that God will give you the strength to overcome every sexual temptation in the name of Jesus. There are some of you where you find yourself. The atmosphere that you find yourself. If God does not grace you and empower you, it will be very difficult to come out of some of these things. And you need to step out of them. Else, destiny cannot be actualized. 
it will be difficult. I'm telling you. Amen. May the Lord help us. Grant us divine grace. I want us to lift just one last prayer. Just one prayer. I want you to pray from the very depth of your heart. Hallelujah. Please, let me give this announcement quickly before we pray. This is our week of financial breakthrough. And because of that, on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we are in prayers and fasting. Hallelujah. Amen. We are going to settle the spiritual side, the economics, and everything about finance. God will help us. And some of you, you will disconnect from poverty forever and ever. In the name of Jesus. Just be willing to learn and also to pray. Hallelujah. Because there's a dimension of poverty that is spiritual. And there's a dimension of poverty that is mental. Once we deal with the spiritual side, we need to also deal with the mental side. And the gracious Lord will help us in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Alright. You want to lift up your voice in prayer right now? The word of the Lord says, in the book of Joshua, chapter 11. Now, when the children of Israel were coming from Egypt to the promised land, they encountered a lot of attacks. But God gave them the victory. Now, what happened was that Anytime they conquer certain countries and they continue with their journey, the news will be broken in the neighboring countries. And when they hear that a people are coming and they are destroying every nation that confronts them, they also get afraid. Now the Bible said in the book of Joshua chapter 11 that and it came to pass when King Jabin of Hazor heard all of this, all of what? All of the things that the Israelites did by destroying other cities who confronted them. When they heard, when that king heard that news, the Bible said, he sent word to Jobab, king of Madon, to the king of Shimron, to the king of Ashaph, and to the kings in the north, in the hill country, in the plain south of Chinnereth, in the Shepela, and in the hills of Dor toward the west. Verse 3. To the eastern and western Canaanites. Now, the Israelites, 
were now close to the land of Canaan, where God had willed to them through their great-grandfather, Abraham. Now, when they got to the land, there were seven other people, families on the land already. So when we read the book of Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 1, the Bible said, These are the words that Moses spoke to the assembly of Israel east of the Jordan River. Sorry, chapter 7, verse 1. The Bible said, When the Lord your God brings you into the land that you are entering to possess, he will drive out many nations before you. The Hittites, the Gegashites, Amorites, Canaanites, Perizzites, Hivites, and the Jebusites, seven nations who are more numerous and stronger than you. Look at that. So there is a land that God is bringing the Israelites to, to possess that land. But that land, already seven nations are occupying that land. And the Bible said, they are more numerous and stronger than Israel. Hmm. So how would they conquer them and take over the land? Now, as if that was not all, when they were getting close to the land, they started, different nations started fighting them. But God gave them the ability to conquer all of them. But the Bible said, a certain king had that this nation called Israel is destroying the other nations. And because of that, he began to write letters to all the other countries in the north. And the Bible said, all those nations came together. Hmm. They all joined. Hmm. The Bible said, in the book of Joshua, chapter 11, we are lifting just our last prayer. Now listen, so this king by name Jabin of Hazor, he wrote letters all the countries in the north and he also wrote some to those that were living at the eastern and the western side of Canaan the Amorites the Hittites the Perizzites the Jebus do you remember that these are the same people that are occupying the land that God has called the Israelites to possess as we read in Deuteronomy chapter 7 So all these people came together. The Bible said in verse 4, So they went out, they and all their armies with them, a multitude as numerous as the sand on the seashore, accompanied by many horses and chariots. Hey. Verse 5 said, After all these kings, after all, all these kings had gathered together 
they went out and camped together at the waters of Merom to fight Israel. Now, the word Merom means a high place. And when we speak of a high place, in the ancient times, it was actually a place where there is a combination, or it is it's actually a junction between the spirit world and the physical world. It is where spirit meets with mortality. So most of the times, a high place is also known as an altar. It is where sacrifices are made. So even in Israel, there were high places. And one of the high places in Israel was in a place called Gibeon. And Gibeon was a place where they would go and sacrifice sheep and oxen to God. Because it is a place of altars where God meets with humanity. So Merom means a high place. So the people were not just coming to fight physically too. They came with a spiritual Jesus Christ. But I love what the Bible said in verse 6. The Bible said, but the Lord told Joshua, don't be afraid of them. Because tomorrow about this time, I am giving them all to you dead in the presence of Israel. Said, hamstring their horses and incinerate their chariots. My goodness. He said that you must cripple their horses and burn their chariots. Cripple the horses and burn their chariots. Verse 7, the Bible says, Joshua and his entire fighting force approached them suddenly by the waters of Merom and attacked them. Verse 8, the Lord handed them over to the control of Israel who defeated them and chased them as far as greater Sidon and east as far as Mishpah Valley. They attacked them until none remained. My goodness. Now listen. It doesn't matter the multitude of attacks that have come against your life. There is only one thing you need to hear what the Lord has to say concerning the matter. And once you hear that, Take a bold step on that. I'm telling you, victory is coming to you. You want to lift up your voice in prayer. You want to tell God, Lord, my Lord and my God, as I lift up my voice and clap my hands in prayer, any ambushment of the enemy that has encamped around me by the sword of prayer, by the weapon of prayer, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I conquer in the name of the Lord Jesus, my Lord and my God, as I lift up my voice in prayer right now, I smite every attack of the enemy against my destiny, I destroy the works of the wicked one, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, lift up your voice and fire Ya ba 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 
Somebody that I saw here, the name I saw was I, I Nyaku or something like that. I Nyaku. If you are here, I want to pray for you. I Nyaku. If you are here, I want to pray for you. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. Is the person here? All right. I want to pray for you. I looked and I saw in the spirit whilst we were praying. I was seeing you standing on a tall mountain. And it looks to me in my vision, you were waiting for someone. But as I was looking at what was going on, all of a sudden, somebody came from behind you and covered your face with a set, it looks like a hat, but that kind of hat that can cover your head and your face. It is black. The person covered your head and your face to a point where when that person you were waiting for came to pass before you, you did not see. And the angel of the Lord is ministering to me. Since that moment, that thing has been on your head. And the Lord is telling me that this is fighting the destiny that God has prepared for you, especially in the area of your marriage. Because I'm looking at something right now and I see this kind of black thing that has covered your face and it is preventing the glory that God has prepared for you even in your marriage. But the Lord said to me that I should pray for you tonight and remove that thing and command his fire to burn it even into ashes so that the glory of your marriage will emerge in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Can you hear me? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Can that person hear me? Can the person hear me? If she cannot hear, let me move to another person. She, she I think I saw her responding. Okay. Can you hear me? restoring unto you whatever you have lost and the Lord said I should remove that thing that you have used to cover your face preventing you from experiencing your marital glory I don't know why I entered a certain house and when I entered the house I'm looking in the spirit realm there is a crown on a particular seat in that house and that crown I see that most women are forcing themselves to sit on that crown. But anytime they try, they fall. And I'm seeing a, a lot of ladies who are on the ground who cannot even rise to sit on that seat. But as I'm looking at, I saw that you are the one that have gotten so close to that seat to take the crown. And that is when I saw 
once you're getting close, this thing is still on your face and you cannot see clearly. But I don't know why on the crown I saw a certain name like Esther written on the crown. The angel of the Lord that is with me is telling me to tell you that whatever the enemy has stolen from you, tonight is restoring it unto your destiny. And that marital glory has been restored in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Father, let your will be established. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I remove this thing that you have covered her face with, and I command it to catch fire in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Unveil her and let victory be her portion in Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Anybody here that has I saw a young boy and I heard a name like Charles. Charles. I have a brother or you are here, you have a son that bears a name like Charles. I want to pray for that child right now. Justin said, my brother is Charles. I want to pray for your brother. How old is he? Let me check if he's the one. He's 31. No, this one is like a young boy that I'm looking at. But is your brother married, Justin? Okay. God show him mercy. God grant him grace in the area of marriage. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Any lady that took something precious from your brother's hand, I give it back to your brother. And may God release judgment against that lady in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. It's done. It is done. Jesus mighty. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. anybody here where you live they, they call it something something village it is not a village but that it looks like it's, it's a name it's something something village anybody here you live in a place like that 
I want to pray. Thank you. Miss B. Wow. Well, what's the name of the place? Concourse Village. Uh, A. C. I want to pray for you. So that's where your your, your, your father lives. You see, but you have left that place. Okay. You have a certain work to do. I can't say it is. So. experiencing something like that, I want to pray for your mother. We curse any issue of cancer in the name of Jesus. Anafia, with the hand of the Lord, Said, Professor, please, I must 
Me also, I live at West West Hampton Village. Oh, I see. you this question. Has any other woman used your kitchen before? Okay. How close is the person to you and how often? I think maybe we should we should talk about the matter. Not times she comes around like a friend you took me as a sister okay all right Okay. Okay. All right. So um, don't worry. We'll continue <laughs> from there. Maybe on WhatsApp or anything. The Lord will help us. God's ray made the preservation of the Lord be over your son in Jesus' name. May God raise him to be that great man that he has promised. Jesus. Hey, who is eating by this time? Maybe uh, somebody, somebody is eating. Looking at the person's meals, a castle red, red. No, they say the nooms
Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you and keep all of you strong in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Say praise with the hand of the Lord. Touch your mother now. If she has some of the balm of the dead, she doesn't have some. Last Friday, I was supposed to pray over them, but I was quite busy. So I'll do that today during lunch prayer fire moment. So please, if you wanted me to pray over yours, I could kindly join us during the lunch prayer fire moment. Lord bless you all and keep all of you strong in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Please take note that this is our week of financial breakthrough. And um, from Wednesday to Friday, we are are fasting. Amen. But also don't forget that from the 20th of this month to the 31st of next month, we are in 40 day fast. Hallelujah. From 20th to 31st, fasting for 40 days. Amen. And this 40 days fast, some of my sons will also help lead prayers and some amazing things here. Hallelujah. So, and this this one. Especially those in the US and Canada. We time lunch prayer fire around 3 p.m. Now in about 10. Any nine AM. Oh, oh sorry, bear a Also die, oh sorry, seven thirty. Now about ten hours. Who did try? Somebody said, I used to do that, but I've changed. <laughs> I know mo- most of the people in the U.S. and Canada, more more pa, 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 pa. See, I You keep using common time, you can't say more You keep using more time, you some of them they can't even call it because once we are praying they will be eating so when they call in you here in the name of in the name of hey God have mercy on all of us once we are in a moment of fasting,
I caught the person say, ah, just the ones who have read, I get here in tea. Tea. There's a near me also. All of a sudden, my eyes open. I saw, just a withdraw pan, just a giant. I said, who is, who is buying fufu right now? But he said, man of God, it's me. So I'm not the one buying it. Somebody told me that a crack of time, I'm in Tiyanko. This time, who did you need to Read this, try be your punishment. The chimus na me budi, nebi ame mudi. Who is eating? Na we fume. Upala hatu hasa. You understand the tongues. You will not eat whilst you are fasting. May the Lord bless all of us. Grant us grace. Mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. None of your family members die prematurely. In Sita, may the covering of the Lord be upon your family. In Jesus' mighty name. So they be a pipona ye to my mauna who when he ya chino, the bush living so waka, Nabeyasem. I pray that the hand of the Lord will cover your family in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. God bless you all and favor you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. So please, God willing, this afternoon, we are all going to meet even for the lunch prayer fire session. Hallelujah. God bless you all and favor you all in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. This night, I pray that the realms of the angelic open to you. I've never seen an angel before. This night, may God show you mercy. Open your eyes to see. Let them communicate to you concerning your future so that you will know the decisions you are supposed to make in life. Jesus mighty. God bless you and keep all of you strong. Jesus. We shall meet God willing this afternoon. Going to support the work of God, the number is 0240 If you are in Takradi, get ready. This month, the girls' conference is coming to Takradi in Jesus' mighty name. God bless you all. We shall meet. Shalom. Bye bye.
sonar. 